chaos is everywhere. Yo, 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 what up, what up? Oh, I've been having an adventure trying to get my dinner sorted out, but I think it's finally done. So now we can talk. Yeah, it's got to be hard figuring out which place to order from. <laughs> well, for today it is because like all the apps around here, everything is closed because they don't have enough drivers and it's Friday and everybody's busy. So like I've got like three options and none of them are what I wanted. So I'm going to end up cooking after this episode. That's gonna Hey, happen. there you go. You cook that food, baby. <laughs> hey, Hoozle. All right, so let me do the stuff here. Welcome, everybody, to Chaos the Final Frontier. I am your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. With me, as always, trapped in that heart shaped box, is Artie Vice. Uh, good Nirvana reference for me. I'm, I'm proud of that. And today, we're going to be watching uh, season five. Um, I'm sorry, season one. Yeah. Damn it, I can't do this right today. Season 2, Episode 5 of Deep Space Nine called Cardassians. Yes, so not Season 5. No, we're not that far. Maybe one day, but not right now. Maybe one day. Yeah, I'm hoping so. And yeah. I've got some ideas of how we can keep this fresh for ourselves after this season of Deep Space Nine, but that's still a long ways off. We've still got many weeks to go. But um, for right now, we run this episode... Um, yeah, I think we'll just hit play. Hopefully, I've got the setup right. So, we'll just try to hit play and it should start. Well, let me just make sure. Oh, it should, should it? I hope so. One second. You? Sorry, this, I'm still working with the TV and it, it's not very good at getting me to the, the starting point. I get you, homeboy. Okay, so I'm okay. I should be good. I'm at zero and we should hit play in three, two, one, play. This is the first one of my... Gorgonzola. God damn it. Yeah. Got one job. I've got one goddamn job. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, and as anybody that's paid attention to this already should know, the very fact that we're starting off with Garrick means this is one of my favorite episodes. Doesn't really matter what he does, just as long as he is part of the show. So that's always a fun day for me. I mean, he's a man of the people. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this episode kind of marks the turning point for Bashir as far as, like, Garrett goes, because he's still suspicious of him, because he should be, but yeah. he's not as freaked out by just the mere fact that he's, like, obviously a spy. I mean, it, I, I don't want to get too far into it, because he has a very complicated relationship, but for all intents and purposes, he's a spy. Like, he has people in the Cardassian government he can talk to.
Uh, oh, a bag. Oh, they weren't talking about the bag. Never mind. No, no, they were talking about the young boy that is dressed up and is a Cardassian. Which, as you can imagine, in a space station that's run by the Federation, that's kind of rare. Yeah. Liar. A weird Jesus, that's creepy. Yeah. So just because everybody's getting like this is the whole point of this episode. Um Bajoran just showed up with a Cardassian boy, it's like you know, in his teenage years, and he's got like the Bajoran earring and everything. And Garrick, which you're right, even in real life, this would just be creepy creepy. Decided to go over and say hi to the man and the boy and said, You have a very fine looking boy here and put his hand on basically. his shoulder. Yeah, that was very creepy. That's <laughs> but, basically what he said is like, You looking real good, boy. That's basically what he just said. And yeah. basically like an alien version. Give their nice and deep like. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and then, but the the really weird part is, well, I guess it's not weird if you take it that way. But what the boy's reaction was was to basically bite Garrick's hand really hard. Yeah, no, so, that's fair considering what just happened. Yeah, I mean, from a from a certain context, it's understandable. But he was, in for all intents and purposes, not doing anything really. Eh. I don't know the way the actor plays it, it does come up. <laughs> The way the actor plays it, it does come off a little creepy. Looking <laughs> real pretty. <laughs> real pretty. That was, um, I think I've talked about this before, like the last time we saw Garrick, but that's something that, like, now that I watch this, I have to put into all the character, like, stuff that he does, is that basically um, Garrick, not at the time, but since then, has become, like, kind of a gay icon. Um, just the way he portrays himself. And if they did it today, like the actor and the writers have said, yeah, we would definitely make Garrick gay and he would have been in basically either in love or at least attracted to Bashir. We didn't think we'd get a, yeah, they didn't think they'd get away with it back in 93, but they said, right. no, that clearly would have worked and we just never tried. Oh, the replicant. <laughs> I like how Odo just says we don't, and like I must investigate immediately. And it's a double episode because not only do we get Garrick, we get Gal Dukat. Woo! Woo! Fucking woo! I know that doesn't mean that much to you, but when you get to the end of the series and you love these characters as much as I do, anytime you get to see them makes you happy. Oh, okay. So I'm going to like these characters eventually. I hope so. I'm, I'm honestly surprised none of them have started to grow on you a little bit at this point, but we'll see and- how it goes. But I've, like, as you know, and anybody that's listened to us talk about wrestling, I've always had a thing for the bad guys in stories anyway. 
Yeah. So the, there's no doubt that the two Cardassians are my favorite, you know, characters. Obviously. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. <laughs> oh. This is actually really funny. Um, like, they literally just, like, you saw Bashir come to the bridge to tell um, Cisco about the attack, and Galdukat already knows about the attack. Yeah. Makes no sense. What part of it doesn't make sense? Then he already knows. It's because, yeah, well, it's because there's always, um, there are spies on the station. I don't know if it was Garrick himself, but it could have been because he has people in the government. He, like I said, he could talk to. But, um, yeah, that it did set up the overall idea of the show is that the kid is an orphan because this is something that happens in real wars. It's like, you know, Cardassian men that were stationed there, you know, slept with Bajoran women and left a bunch of orphans. Yeah. Yeah, you tell him. I, I honestly am not 100% sure who's right in this episode, but I don't really think you should hit your bandwagon to him so so quickly. I don't know what it is about this episode, but I think because there's like a bunch of different viewpoints, I have a hard time every time I watch it remembering exactly who's the good person. You know, I can see that. Yeah. Double. Double. Oh, look, it's a pancake head. I decide that's what his species is called. I can appreciate that. Like I've never looked it up. I should look that up at some point, just for the show, just so I could talk about it. I wonder if any Trekkies have like set up rules for Dabo, because the the show never really tells you how it works. It's obviously a roulette, you know, space roulette, basically. But they never get any details about rules about the game. Mm, yeah. But Trekkies are so much like you know themselves. I'm sure somebody's had to have come up with rules for a game by now. Yeah. I don't see how they couldn't, honestly. Especially because, um, and I never got to go to this because, well, you know, my life, I never got to go many, much of any place. Um, in Las Vegas, they had a recreation of Quark's Bar for, like, years. Hmm. Uh, it, it was called Star Trek The Experience, and you could go, like, on the bridge of the Enterprise. You could go to Quark's Bar. Um, it was really cool. It actually closed down, like, 2009. But, you know, I never got to go, so I'm sure at some point, because they had to have Dabo tables, and they had to figure out a way to make it work.
Oh, just I talked over some of the plot there. Um, that guy just said that the um, Bajorans actually abused the Cardassian boy instead of you know loving him like they treat him badly because he's Cardassian. What? What? Those open and loving people that like were clearly okay or teaching him enough to hate Cardassians to bite another Cardassian? No, I can't believe it. No, I find it very hard to believe. Look at you in your blue coat. Yeah, your blue, blue. Oh, it's definitely blue. If you're wondering if it's blue or not, I got one thing to say. It's blue. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I got distracted for a second, so I'm going to try and steer the conversation away from Blue. <laughs> but we can come back to it later if you feel it's necessary. Oh, you didn't know? It's Blue. <laughs> oh. I mean, that doesn't really help your case, by the way. Like, they're the right type of alien. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not entirely okay with people biting my hand. Yeah. I kind of see his point there, even though it was a joke. How much do I want to... Oh, man. This is, like this again. We're coming up to that problem of like I know so much more about the backstory here, but I don't want to talk about it too much. I think I can tell you a little bit of it without like spoiling too much of what's going to happen. Just to give you an idea of why it's so funny to him that Galdicott was concerned about him. Yeah. Uh, so you've already we've already pretty much established just from what you've seen that Garrick's a spy. Right. Well, in Cardassian society, like their CIA. But worse, like their secret police is called the Obsidian Order, and that's what Garrick was in. And they're basically always fighting against the military, which is what Gul Dukat's part of. Mm. Like they hate they the two groups hate each other and are always warring for who controls Cardassia really. So that's why it's funny, is because those two groups don't get along and Gul Dukat and Garrick have quite a history, which I won't get into because we're gonna learn about it on the show. So I think I did a very good job walking that tightrope. You're a tightrope. <laughs> I wish I was.
Don't trust him. That look that Cisco just gave Dr. Bashir. <laughs> he basically just looked at him like, bitch. <laughs> Did I say you could speak? <laughs> like, I thought we got through this last season. <laughs> I'm letting you read this stuff and I'll explain it more to the listeners as we have to get through it because it's important. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna actually. Where I want to get the um, Cisco reaction here. <laughs> Garrick ain't shit. <laughs> no kidding. That seems helpful. Yeah, Cisco. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, come on, that's... Okay. Yeah, you don't do it again. Yeah, so Cisco said, oh, don't apologize. It was a high point of my day to watch you make uh, Ducat uncomfortable, but don't do it again. Yeah. So... Piece of shit. That, that nutshell has a lot to do with uh, Cardassian society. We just saw basically Bashir asked Dukat, like, wasn't it your decision to leave the orphans here because you ran Bajor basically for the Cardassians? And Dukat said, no, it was a civilian decision, which um, basically, as you can imagine, in their society with the giant secret police and the military, the civilians are figureheads. So it was, it was a military decision. But that was the idea. It was the cow was lying about, oh no, it wasn't my decision to leave. Yeah. <clears throat> Although I do appreciate this from the, um, like, this is something I picked up today when I was looking through this episode. The guy that plays Ducat, actually, he didn't know throughout the whole thing what was going to happen. So he played that as if Ducat wasn't lying, like that it wasn't his decision to leave the orphans. Which I think. I know you're talking a lot, but like this is some very intriguing. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, O'Brien's a little bit racist when it comes to Cardassians. Indeed. We just, uh, <laughs> I forget which term he used. Did he say Cardi? That what he used? Oh, I wasn't. I shouldn't read the subtitles. Because there's some really fun, uh, like uh, racist terms that you came, they invented for the Cardassians 
Some of them, some people call them spoonheads. Some of them call them cardies. But yeah. He's lived in Bajora's own life his whole life. He doesn't know that. Like, wasn't she like told this? <laughs> doesn't the earring give it away? What a oh my god! Yeah, no, the, like I get the idea, like just the juxtaposition. I do get the idea, but yeah, it is kind of like stupid. It's like yeah, you're not, Please. you're not. Oh, that's that's frustrating. Yeah, because she's trying to be culturally sensitive, but you're being culturally sensitive to a culture the kid has never known. Yeah. He has so. no idea about it. Oh, just so everybody knows, um, Keiko just made them a Cardassian dinner, but that's why it's stupid. It's because the kid's been living on Bayshore. He never had a Cardassian dinner. So. It'll remind him of the home he has no idea about. And the people that he hates so much and he reacts in violence when one of them kind of creepily but still nicely interacts with him. That's a fair point. Yeah. That was also slightly racist of him to assume that home meant Cardassia. (laughs) This is really why I love this show so much as like part of Star Trek is because it is very nuanced. Like you don't get this kind of like even if it's a sci-fi way discussion of what's basically racism in next generation, because it's, it's not a thing. It's not supposed to be a thing, but in this show, you definitely still see it. Yeah, what do you think of Cardassians? Let's let, let's let's talk about other things. So, how's Bajor? Do you, yeah. do you like it, Dominic? That's not what she said earlier. That's not what she said earlier. (laughs) 
He's looking at him just like me too. I wish you weren't Cardassian too. <laughs> Those nice memory foam triangle pillows. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I hope you and I are the kind of friends that I could just show up in your bedroom in the middle of the night. I'd shoot you. Ugh. You don't own a gun. Yeah, that's fair. I'd stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Even when we lived in the same house, I didn't go into your room. That'd be really creepy if I did, though. Oh, man, I wish we were doing this back then, because I would have totally done that to you. I know you would. I, I, I would be awake the whole night just watching my door. As soon as I saw it peek open, I would just scream... Well, a word I really shouldn't scream like over this, so I'm not going to. Okay. But it's a word. I'd scream it. And Jen would think, what the fuck? Right. Actually, she'd probably just yell out, you two kids play nice. Yeah, actually. She'd probably just yell the fact that you woke her up and she doesn't give her a test about you. Yeah. That seems, I know TV shows do this a lot, but that seems like very um, opportunistic timing if you think about it. Like right? the moment Bashir shows up to ask for a ship. No, not necessarily. <clears throat> Oh, that's a fair point. They do that. That makes it the writing better is the fact that you know, Garrett woke him up before because he heard about it before. Yeah, called him. I can see that. Oh, so just to keep everybody up to date if you're not watching along, but these episodes, I really think you should. Um, basically, uh, Garrick woke the doctor up to go to Bajor to look for records about Rukil. Um, his name Rukil. I might be mispronouncing his name. But just look for records. So now they're on Bajor in the orphanage. Such a dick. I mean, the oppression and the murder is one thing, but we taught you guys how to keep really good records, so you should probably say something like thank you. Uh, I don't know how I believe that. <clears throat> 
don't know, like, what part did you believe? Because I might be a couple seconds away from where you are. I don't know how. We started at the same time. Yeah. I just, it happens sometimes. I'm just curious, like, what part it was. I'm just impressed with him being able to take care of computers. And also, I the way that woman looked at him when he was going to fix the computer made me think she's hiding something as well. Maybe. Or she doesn't like him. Yeah, that too, but... But no, like, um, yeah, you should never assume that Garrick doesn't know how to do anything because he literally pretty much can do everything. In a later season, he act- we actually see him fight a Klingon and win. Well, it's more of a draw, really. Awkward. Hmm. And they seemed like they really wanted to get out of there. Just saying. They're gonna when when they get to the part where they like they have the hearing and stuff. They're gonna explain more of why. I don't think they've really gone through it yet. But yeah, they're gonna explain more why the orphans are so, um, like we're left and it's yeah. hard to get them back. Oh, uh, there we go. Actually, it's right here. Yeah. Yeah, tell him, bitch. Yeah, rot, bitch. Oh, so many layers. All right, so I'm going to try and break this down because there's a lot to unpack. Um, so the reason the orphans are left behind is because in Cardassian society, they don't have any standing. Like, if you're an orphan, you're just nothing. Um, and the guy that is Rukil's father, supposed to be Rukil's father, is actually a one of the civilian leaders that led to the Cardassians leaving Bajor and is an enemy of Gul Dukat because when when they left Bajor, Dukat actually got demoted. And so that's why it's all weird and very convenient that he, of course, has his own war orphan son that he left behind. 
All right, I think I explained that pretty good. Yeah. Not as well as Bjork did. I think I just want to make sure everybody's caught up <laughs> with our DVD commentary here. <laughs> I never like I don't over don't I don't try to overthink it too much. But one thing that's always bugged me a little bit about aliens on Star Trek, I get that they all kind of look similar because it's the makeup, but they all have their own haircuts. They don't do different haircuts at all. Like every Cardassian does that exact same hairstyle, mm-hmm. and that and it's just always that way. You, even if it, even if their faces look similar, you'd expect different hairstyles. I know there's a you know uh, practical reason for that. I just find it funny. Hmm. No, man. It's really, it's one of the more interesting parts about this whole, like, Cardassians in general, is because what he's saying is completely treated as true, but at the same time, everything you see about their public society is so horrible. Yeah. But, like, every Cardassian talks about how family is everything. And, like, how, you know, they always have, like, five generations living in the same house and blah, 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 blah. just so yeah I think it's a nice way to make them a nuanced society and it's not just one like oh yeah they're just always dicks yeah that's fair It's me. Und Papa. Yeah. <laughs> I am not. Oh, so Unfaja. Careful, he's a biter. Yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what do you expect? Wait, I won't, I won't say more than this, but wait till we get to uh, Ducat's daughter. That's even more complicated. Seriously, he will bite you. Yeah, seriously. Tell Tell him. Tell him you love him. Yeah, it was your own fault. You're a Cardassian. Yeah, like Kim and and uh, what's her, that's, I don't know any other names. I was I was I, I I'm done. 
burn. Well, you heard him. Get out of here. I mean, all 13-year-olds are like that, though. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Fight, 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 fight. That's convenient for the plot. Right? I don't know if that's how it would actually work in real life because people aren't usually that reasonable. I mean, I would trust Cisco because, you know, he's Cisco. He doesn't take no shit from nobody. Four seven one seven seven point two. What? No way. He's there representing the children. What? He's a good Good person. He's a good man. (laughs) Oh, shut up, cat. For anybody that's listened through, I'm sure you've heard her before because she likes to meow and get on the show every once in a while. And her meow is just loud enough that it it definitely picks up on the recording, so most of the time you can hear her. Bum, bum, bum. He 
He threw me in and said I was a snake. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was the long game. Now it now clicks in my head what's actually going on. So this is a kind of important moment right there. Um, they This is the first time they ever mentioned the actual Cardassian name for Deep Space Nine. It's called Tarek Nor. Huh. So not like a huge thing, but it, it's kind of cool if this is the first time after all, like, you know, how many episodes that they just now tell us the name of it in Cardassian. Snap, crackle, pop. Doctor, what did I just say to you this morning? <laughs> Cisco just looking at him, bitch, this better be good. <laughs> oh, shut up. Go away. All right. I think she went away now, so we should be good. Doesn't she realize I'm trying to do a podcast? God. I brought you all here because there's been a murder. <laughs> of the children. That's all he's here to do is represent the children. Sorry. I'm watching Garrick in the background because he is getting so much enjoyment out of this. Bum, bum. Ah. Stop. Stop. Sorry, I hope that didn't sound weird. All right, so for anybody that wants to know what just happened or like whatever, um, basically, Bashir just dropped the hammer down. 
that uh, Gal Dukat purposefully found Rukil, took him to an orphanage so he could use him against this other guy. Yep. At some point. So it was all Gal Dukat's idea. A long game of getting revenge on a civilian leader that, you know, screwed him over. But he's there for the children, everybody. The fucking children. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, like, they kind of just go over it in a line, but it's a really hard decision yeah. at that point. Think about that. So Cisco decided to let the, I can't pronounce his name without hearing it, but let the Cardassian take back his son, but he admits that he doesn't think the Bajorans abused the kid in any way. So, like, how do you make that decision at that point? Because it wasn't Rukil's fault. It wasn't even that his father left him behind. He was purposefully hidden from his father. I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, they just sort of, like, say this is how it is, and they don't really get into, like, how you make that decision. And I feel like that would be really hard to work out logically. One more question. Yes, why indeed? Truth is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Oh, I, I just... Man, I love Garrick. He's just a simple tailor. Why does everybody always assume he's up to something? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, so there we go. There's um, episode five. Um, not like not a big action one, but I, it's a really good episode, especially because it gives you a lot of Cardassian info. What did you think of it? Yeah, no, it was pretty solid. Um... I felt, I don't know, man, I don't know, it was tough. Like, I just, they make Cardassians look so bad that, like, even when, even when this guy, like, got his kid back, like, I didn't want him to, but it, it's not like yeah. he did anything wrong. No. Like, and that, yeah, that is the thing, because, like, Cardassians as, like, a society in this show, because we're on the Federation side of it, look really bad. But they do. Um, there's more to come. They're they're very sympathetic Cardassian characters that you're going to see throughout the rest of. Like we already saw one in that episode where Kira um, thinks she found a war criminal, but it's actually the uh, clerk that has made himself look like the war criminal so that he can stand trial. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, and there's more of like that. But yeah, you're right. As a society, Cardassians seem like they're really dicks. So yeah, no, it, it it's a very nuanced thing. You're right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just next week, because I like to give a preview. Um, I, I hope I pronounced this right. Melora is the name of the episode. And uh, it, it 
uh, introduces a character that's a one-off. You're not going to see her again, but she's a very interesting species. And it's, and it's a way for them to play on, um, well, handicap uh, needs and such. Okay. Because her species comes from a planet that has very light gravity. So, like, to the point where they basically fly through the air on their home planet. But wherever they go off planet, they basically need crutches to walk because they can't handle heavy gravity. Oh. So... Yeah, it's it's a really interesting episode. It deals with a lot of stuff that you don't think about, um, you know. But it, yeah, it's really fun. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into that next week. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I really need to add to this show. Uh, this Wednesday we haven't recorded it yet, but I think we're pretty set. We're gonna be doing some sort of Kenny Omega inspired yeah. New Japan show. I'm thinking like a chaos roulette situation where maybe I'll look through and find a match I want to watch. You find a match, and then we'll randomly pick another match. Are we are we insisting on a New Japan, our first New Japan wrestling roulette? I'd be, I, yeah, I'd be okay with going all New Japan with it because that's kind of where I want to catch up since I didn't get to see any of his stuff in New Japan. I absolutely love that idea. So. Um, you can, we'll definitely let you guys do a watch along, but you're going to need New Japan World to do that. Which, by the way, if you're a big enough wrestling fan, it's only $9.99 a month. So get on that. Or if you got a best friend, it's free. Isn't that right, buddy? (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) if anybody's listening from the New Japan company. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anywho. So let's uh, end the show. Thank you, Derek Bowman, for our theme song. Uh, you know, always write the show at Chaos Pod Show if you have any questions or concerns or you just want to, you know, you tell me how I'm the better part of the show and that I don't need the dead weight of Mr. Vice. Um, or you That's could terrible. follow the show at Chaos Pod Show on Twitter <laughs> and, or uh, me on Twitter at LastGillChris1. And, uh, yeah, another fun episode. I can't wait to get back in this next week. And um, join us on Wednesday. Woo!